Baba Gimel, the last thing we were discussing was if two people are coming with a lost object and they're both saying they found it and it's theirs, each one has to swear that he doesn't have less than a half and then they split it. And we originally want to say Mishnah not like Ben Anas who said that if someone is going to for sure lie and they swear, then we're not going to make any of them swear. We said over here, it could very well be that each of them really think it's theirs and no one's for sure lying. Then we said it's for sure not Sumchus who said that money that is in doubt, they split without a swear. That was the case with the ox. And we ended up saying, no, it could even be Sumchus. And this Shavuah is not from the Torah, it's from Derabanan. So each person doesn't come grab someone's cloak and say it's his. And with that, we are starting Gimal Amud Aleph. Eight lines in, the last word on the line where it says Lema Matnitin, now we're on the ninth line. So Lema Matnitin, Let's say our Mishnah says uh, two people who were holding on a, clo- on a cloak, they split it, it's not like Ribiosi now. Ribiosi is in regards to two people gave one person money to hold, one person gave him $100, the other person gave him $200. And uh, he doesn't remember who gave him what. Each one says he gave him two hundred dollars. And Rabbanan say each one gets a hundred and leave a hundred until Eliyahu Navi comes and he'll tell us uh, who gets it. So lemma matitin. Let's say our Mishnah that says two people are holding the cloak. They split it. They look at Rabbi Ha'amar. He is the one who said Imken Then if that's the case, the the tricks that the one who's lying over here and says uh, two hundred when he really only gave a hundred. What's he have to lose? Rather, all $300 are going to be left till Eliyahu comes and he'll tell us who's the real owner of the $200. And that will scare the person who's lying. Now, the case over here, we have the same sort of idea. Two people holding on a talit. Really, we should just take talit away, leave it in the locker until Eliyahu Nevi comes. So the person who's lying will lose something and he'll admit so the Gemara asks the question, Ve'ela ma'i Rabbanan? You want to say, Amishnah is like Rabbanan in that case? Kevan de ma'i Rabbanan, Ash'ar ye munah haji avodiyahu. But Hachamim also didn't say exactly like the Mishnah. They said each one gets 100 and the rest stays till the one of you comes. Hanami kish'ar de'ameh, this fekai, this talit is like the $100 that's left over. We're not sure. And it sounds like from there that it should be left till the one of you comes. And Amishnah was saying, everyone swear and split it. So hi my the Gemara says no that's not even a question because you could say over there it's for sure that extra hundred dollars for sure belongs to someone just uh, therefore we don't know and therefore don't split just leave it till the navi comes and he'll give it to the rightful owner you could really say it belongs to both of them. They could have both picked it up at the same time. So it could be Hakim said split it with a swear. But if you want to say Mishnah, like Hashtaumahatam over there by the two people giving three hundred dollars to the man, over there you could say each one really owns a hundred dollars. And Amar and Rios, he said, everything should be left for earlier on a V. You could really say it belongs to one person and the other person doesn't want anything. Look, call chicken. All the more so according to Rios, that you should leave it till the Leo comes. So you see, our Mishnah is not like a Rios. 
The Gemara says, no, Afilu Tema Rabbi Yossi. You could even say our Mishnah is like Rabbi Yossi. Hatam, by that case that Rabbi Yossi brought with the third hundred dollar, Vadai Ikaramai. Over there, there's for sure someone being a tricker, someone for sure lying. Who said there's a trickster over here? Maybe they both picked it up at the same time, and everyone's saying the truth. Or you could say, Hatam. Over there, Rabbi Yossi is punishing the, 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 the trickster, the one who's lying. So he could admit. What, is, what losses there are going to be? He never had it to begin with. So if he really did uh, try stealing it, he never loses anything by it being taken away. But the Gemara says, okay, your point works beautiful with uh, something that was found. However, what about in the case of business? Two people are grabbing the wine bottle in the store. Each one says they gave the money. What are you going to say over there? Over there, the one who's lying is for sure going to lose something. And the dean over there should be take the wine bottle away and put it in a safety deposit box until the owner comes. Rather, the Gemara says, Rather, you have to say, as we said in the beginning, that second answer wasn't good. You have to say that when Rabbi Yossi said, you leave everything till the Navi comes, that's when there's for sure a liar. But when we're not sure, then no, then uh, you, you do that split. Now, the Gemara asks a question, Ben Rabbanan, Ben Rabbi Yossi, according to Rabbanan, which only the third hundred dollar gets put away, or Rabbi Yossi, or all of the money gets put away, over there, the case where the boss told the employees to go pick up the money from Reuven. Reuven says he gave them the money. The employees say, we never got the money. They come to him. Over there, the both Reuven and the employees come and swear, and they get the money from the owner. My shana de lo amrinan napkele mamonem ibalabat. Why don't we say, let's take the money out of the owner? We'll just leave it till the owner comes. For sure, someone's lying over here. And this would be a classic case where you could leave all the money till the Someone's for sure lying, and now we're punishing him. The Gemara says, no, over there is a totally different case. Amre hatam. Over there, by Hanvani up in Kasori, Uven, who is a store clerk, he was supposed to pay the employees. This is the reason they both swear and they take the money from the owner. Because Uven, who is supposed to pay the employees, tells the Balabait, I did what you told me to do. I did your shilihut. I don't care about these employees. You told me to give them money, I give them money. They could swear all day. I never trusted them. They're not believed to me in a shivua. You believe them. You never told me, give them money, make sure you have witnesses watching. You never told me to have anything signed. You never told me that. You told me just give the money. I gave them the money. They're your business. And the employees also, I worked by you. I have nothing to do with this guy, Reuven. He could swear to me, I don't trust him either. So what ends up happening is, they both come back to Balabait and they swear and they take the money and we don't say leave the money until Eliyahu Anavi comes. Now the next Suya starts as follows. Taner Rabbi Hiyah, Rabbi Hiyah taught. 
מנה לי בידך, והלה אומר אין לך בידי כלום. One person claims the other one owes him a whole money, the other one tells him I owe you nothing. And there's witnesses that say that you owe 50 zuz, which is half. Then he has to give him 50 zuz. And he has to swear on the other 50. So one's own admission is not greater than witnesses now that's referring to the halakha from the torah is if someone tells someone he owes him money and the person says i don't know you anything then he walks away free if a person admits only half then he has to swear on the other half so here he's kofir bakol saying hey i don't know anything but there's witnesses saying that you owe half so we're going to say that you're going to give the 50 that the, the witnesses say you owe because their words are very strong and they're stronger than your admission. So we don't say if you admitted you would be but witnesses are not that strong. No, we can't say such a thing. So here we're going to say that you're going to swear because the witnesses said you owe half. And he learns it, Mikal Vahomer. He has the Kal Vahomer. And Vitana Tuna, and I have a Mishnah to help me. What's the Mishnah to help? That's our Mishnah. Each one swears and each one gets half. Now, what's the case over here in our Mishnah? Everyone claims it's entirely theirs, and the other one is saying, No, you don't, uh, nothing belongs to you. I don't owe you anything. The other one is, if we, pay, if we look at it at face value, he's Kofer Bakol to what the other one claims. And Kevan de Tafis, and since he's holding it, and the other one's holding it, So the fact they're holding, we are testifying, or that in itself is a testimony, like two Aidim, that each one is holding what belongs to them. Amishnat says, everyone swears. So if you look deep down, it's sort of the same case that uh, each one says you owe me a hundred the other one says i owe you nothing we are testifying we are the witnesses that saying at least half and we're saying swear same exact thing now the gemara wants to take a step back we said we threw it that line that a person's own admission should not be greater than the witness's testimony from a kalva homer the Gemara explains, So you, you won't say that only when a person admits himself to 50, that's when the Torah says he has to swear. Why the Torah say that if a person admits to some of the claim, he has to swear? he had a migo. He could have said, I, I could have lied. I could have said, uh, I owe you nothing. And I would have walked away free. I would no swear. No, the Gemara says, We have a presumption, a hazaka is agreed upon by everyone, that no one would be brazen enough to totally, completely lie and say that I don't owe anything in front of the person who gave him money. And really, the truth is, and what he really, when he only says, "I only owe half," really, what he wants to do is uh, lie about everything. And the real reason he didn't lie about everything is because a person is not brave enough to lie in front of the person he owes money to. 
And on the other hand, and really in truth, he really wants to admit to everything. And the reason he's not admitting to everything, because he's just trying to run away from him. Until I'm able to get, a, get the money together and then pay him. No, you put a shavuah on him. See, even though he's thinking I'm going to pay later, and 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 he's really only admitting to have make him swear, so he can admit to everything. And all this is when he himself admits about When it comes to witnesses, we don't have all this. Maybe we wouldn't be on the rest. Tell him to pay the fifty that they testified on, and the other fifty uh, you don't have to swear. That's why you have a kalva homer to tell you that in the case of witnesses, he also has to swear. Umay kalva homer. What is the kalva homer that Rabbi Chia was talking about? Umapi v'she'en mechayvo mamon mechayvo shavuah. When a person admits the half, that's his mouth. It's not mechayvim mamon, but on the other hand, it is mechayvim to swear. Adim she mechayvinoto mamon. When a person has witnesses who are telling him that he owes money, he has to pay it. And all the more so that they should make him swear based on their words. If they say you owe 50, then he should swear on the other 50. And they might ask the question, Are you saying that a person's admission can never get him to pay? What we know, this famous halacha, that when the person himself admits, that's like a hundred witnesses. That's as strong as it can get. So the Gemara says, no, my mamon, what are we talking about when he said uh, that and his mouth is not means knas, we're talking about fines. A person can never admit and be hayav a fine. And the Kalva Homer is as follows. The same way his mouth, meaning his admission, can never get him to fine. But it could get him to swear in a case where he's more dead. Which are stronger. They're based on their testimony, person is high of a fine. And all the more so. All the more so in a case where they say you all have, they, that they should be a swear on the rest. But the Gemara doesn't like that comparison because it could be a person's mouth is stronger and therefore you can't bring a Kalva Homer. Maybe it's not a Kalva Homer. Maybe the mouth is the Homer. Because a person admits he owes a Korban Hatat even though Adim say he doesn't. Listen, a person admits uh, he ate Halev uh, by mistake, then he's Hayav Korban. If Aidim say he ate Halev uh, by mistake and he says, No, I didn't, then I'm a Hayavim a Korban. Because the main part of the bringing a Korban is Oho I love. A person has to know he did Avera and he's giving it uh, with an understanding that he did Avera. So you can see that you can't compare uh, Piv to Aidim because it could be Piv is stronger. It's mechayevim a korban. The Gemara answers no halakashia. That's not a contradiction. Why Rabbi Chia Rabbi Meir Svira? Let Rabbi Chia who holds that kava homer from Aidim from from his mouth. He holds like Rabbi Meir that Amar Aidim mechayevin oto korban. He holds that Aidim is mechayevim a korban mikal vachomer. 
Nitanan, Amrulo Shnaim Achat, the Halif, two people said you ate Halif by mistake, Vumu Omelo Achati, he says, No, I didn't. Rebimir Mehayev, Hachamim Potrim. And Amar Bimir, Bimir told Hachamim, Mevu Shnaim Lidem Mita Hamuraf, two witnesses can get him to get killed in Betin if he did a Averad's Hayav Mita Betin. Loyvi Ulide Korban Akal, but they're not going to get him to give a Korban, which is less. Amrullah b'hachamim told Rabbi Meir, "My mir said Omar mezid ha'iti, but by by korban you could say I did it on purpose, and uh, he's not have korban any pater. So you could say Rabbi Chaya holds like Rabbi Meir, and Oidim is mehayev a korban, but the Gemara says Inna uh, but still doesn't like that comparison from piv to adat Oidim because elamale piv sheken mehayvo asham, a person's mouth can be mehayevim in asham." And that would be in the case where uh, they told him, you owe something, and he swore that I don't, and then he admitted that he swore falsely, then you'd have to give a korban asham. But if the idim say, you know, you, you lied, then he doesn't have to give a korban asham. So you can't learn a piv from Kalva Homer from idim because you could say that piv is much higher level. The Gemara says, no, asham hainu korban. Asham is just like a korban. And we could answer up that Rabbi Chia holds like Rabbi Meir. That Idim are also Mechayev and Mechatat. Ela, and this is number three, the Gemara says you can't compare Piv to Idim because Male Piv Sheken Mechayevo Chomesh. Maybe Idim are not so much stronger than Piv. Maybe Piv is stronger because if someone admits he lied, in a case where witnesses say you owe this person a hundred dollars and he says no I don't and he was caught lying and he admits he lied then he has to give an extra fifth he has to give an extra twenty percent and if the idim caught him lying he doesn't have to pay the extra fifth so you see that his mouth is so strong that it could be him an extra fifth the gemara says the halakasha that's not a contradiction why because Rabbi Chaya can be meir Rabbi Chaya is like Rabbi Meir. The same way he's mehayev a korban from out of a kalva homer. Same thing mehayev lechomish on the same idea and same concept in in Gemara. He has to pay that extra fifth out of kalva homer. If the idim say he lied, then he's also a chayav homish. Ela, again, we're going to knock out the comparison between Idim and his mouth because if someone admits to someone that he owes money, Idim can come and say, No, you don't owe him money. And Idim can come and say, No, the day that you claim you borrowed the money, you were with us over there and you're, you're conspiring, that's the whole Hazama thing. We don't listen to the Idim. He still has the money based on what he said. Tomar be'idim she'eshnan be'chashavazamah. On the other hand, idim, you can always bring other witnesses to say they're no good. Either they weren't there, either they uh, they were wrong. You could come up with other idim, but if a person says anything, uh, whatever he says is gold. That's it. It says already given. It's as ironclad as can be. So we do see cases where a person's mouth is stronger than witnesses. So the Gemara concedes that, you're right, maybe a person's mouth is stronger than uh, witnesses. Maybe it is. Rather, we can't learn at a, a Kavahomer mouth from Aidim. Rather, we're going to learn mouth from one Aid. The same way one Aid can never be Mechayv a person Mamon, but he is strong enough to be Mechayv a Then Aidim 
שמחייבים אותו ממון, עדים, אפדי סיומן יומני, אין עוד דין שמחייבים אותו שבוע, all the more so, in the case where they say you owe 50% of the money, all the more so they should be מחייב השבוע, the rest of the money. But the Gemara doesn't like it, because מה לעד אחד שכן על מה שהוא מעיד הוא נשבע. There's a big difference. By עד אחד, if he says you owe $50, then you're swearing on that $50. You're not giving and swearing on a different $50. תאמר בעדים, but בעדים, you're swearing on something totally else. שעל מה שכפר הוא נשבע, he's swearing on the other half, the half that he didn't admit to. So you can't compare it to עד אחד. And why would you think to be מחייב המשבועה when two witnesses come and say you owe 50% of the money? And although this is still in the middle of a back and forth, we're going to stop right here. ברוך השם לעולם, אמן ואמן.